Attention, please. Eastern Airlines Flight 19, now ready for departure. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're entering the vacation kingdom of the world. There's enough land here to hold all of the ideas and plans we could possibly imagine. We call it Epcot. Will be our experimental prototype city of tomorrow. Welcome to another episode of the Retro Disney World Podcast. Taking you back to the vacation kingdom of the world. The way it was and the way it is in your memories. All right, welcome to the, another episode of the Retro Disney World Podcast. This is episode 39.5, the premiere of You'll Find Me on Main Street. Tonight, we have a very special guest sitting in with us, Tammy Tucky. Uh, first, before we get to her, we're going to introduce, as always, we're a little, we're actually, we're down one tonight. JT's uh, unable to join us, but as always, we have Mr. Hal Bowers. How you doing tonight, Hal? Aloha, nice to be here. Yeah, the, those bug bites I got from your uh, from your lawn, by the way, have finally subsided. I had to oh, I, ha- oh, I had to buy some additional uh, uh, hydrocortisone after, a few days after I was in pain from your your backyard. Well, at least you weren't swallowed by a bird. That's true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true. For the continuation of that, check in with us on episode forty. We'll have a little more detail of uh, of what we call Howe's Discovery Island. Um, <laughs> As well as always, too, we've got Mr. Brian P. Miles. How are you doing t- tonight, Brian? I am stupendous. Greetings and salutations to all of you from the birthplace of liberty, Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> very nice, very nice. And in the background, providing the laugh track tonight, is Tammy Tucky, <laughs> our special guest. Tammy, how are you doing our, tonight? She might, is Tammy our first return guest? <laughs> it is, yes, she is. I She's am? Our first re- Yes. Oh, I'm so honored. Thank yeah. you for having me back. No problem. <laughs> You're you know, trying to get rid mu- of me. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to have like a five-timers club like Saturday Night Live? Yes. Absolutely. We have a- yeah, you know what, Hal? The robe. Yeah, we're gonna, and it has to be it has to be brown with some orange cuffs. It would look great. <laughs> I like that idea. That's awesome. Uh, Thank you for having me back. All right, for those of you uh, who may not know Tammy, back in November uh, 2017, uh, our episode 34.5, um, you can find me on Main Street. We talked with Tammy about her upcoming cover album of Disney songs, and a lot of those songs were going to be, uh, you know previous disney songs and retro disney etc and uh we're doing this tonight as the premiere of you can find me on main street because tammy has released her album and we're here tonight with her to talk about it so tammy awesome job we've listened to the album all of us um i i I think uh everybody here will agree you did a phenomenal job um your remixes and and the way that you've done it and i think the wide variety of songs that you selected is is really awesome from things that maybe people haven't heard to some really popular pieces to songs that are in attractions that only get a little a little bite but you really really it all together and the generations with this one yeah absolutely <laughs> i i kind of i think that was mainly because of you guys at least spanning that generation portion because um i had 12 songs i wanted to do and i remember i think brian we had a conversation on twitter and I really didn't, I wasn't thinking in this way of, because I was, I went to Disney World from 1998 and on. So I didn't get to experience Epcot in 1982, but I had heard the music over and over and over again on my cassette tape. So I never got to experience it in the parks, but I got to experience it, you know, in, in my, in the car and on my little boom box. So I, I really, music was with me, but I did not get to experience those attractions. So it, you made a good point, Brian, saying that my, my generation or my viewpoint of Disney is far different to yours. Not saying that either of them is wrong or right. So I thought, well, you know, there are some things that I really want to cover, especially from the Millennium Celebration, because that that really was something very special to me. I know not a lot of people like to celebrate it, which is fine, (laughs) Um, but it was special to me. So I picked a song for that. But then, of course, I want to do a song from, perform a song from my cassette tape and you know of course there's tomorrow's child and new horizon so i wanted mm. to make sure i i hit a couple things because it is such a niche 
album. So how do you cover something that's specifically Disney, Disney World, and make sure everybody's happy? <laughs> that's yeah, the question. <laughs> and I, I think one of the great things about the album, Tammy, is that um, you didn't cover When You Wish Upon a Star and Grim Grinning Ghost. Everybody's done that before. So mm-hmm. to take things that... The I mean, Tiki Room. I, yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> I, Even I, Hillary I Duff's I mean, covered that song. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. There are so I, many bad versions of the Tiki Room. Right, there. right. You got your Macarena versions, your <laughs> Hillary Duff versions. <laughs> so what, why don't we, Tammy, why don't we run down the tracks, tell us a little bit about them all, and and also the sp- you had a lot of special guests on on all of the tracks. Yes. Um, and why don't we run through them and tell little you know, listeners about them, and uh, we'll play some little clips of them so they can get a taste sure i think the the first one is tomorrow's child new horizons and that's a medley of both of them amazing i'm just but yeah before you tell us about it it was amazing (laughs) i i I just two phenomenal epcot songs married together it just a perfect um orchestration and i i mean i could listen to it over I, i i think i told you i was at the premiere event that Tammy had uh, right. for the people who participated in the album a few weeks back. And she played that song. And I think I messaged you guys before I was even home and said, the next time we do an Epcot event, we're having her mm-hmm. perform this live for everybody because it's that Aww. incredible. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, Thank and you know, you. you know, what's funny, Tammy is I think it, it shows a lot of people have the tomorrow's Child news horizon song confused in their heads because it's, it, it, they have some very similar portions mm-hmm. and yes. that must have, I'm assuming I'm, I'm not musically talented, but um, I'm assuming that that helped lend to, to bridging the two together and in, in the way that you did. Yeah. I thought that the, I was actually kind of looking more so at the meaning of both of mm-hmm. the songs. And I feel that even today as someone who is of a younger generation, you know, where's the hope for tomorrow? And, I always look back to the music of Epcot and I love the documentaries of of just seeing why everybody was so inspired mm-hmm. to go out into the world and whatever it would be whether it be you know looking into into the sea itself to see how it could incorporate into our daily lives or or the land that type of thing and energy and all of this wonderful all these wonderful ideas imagination and so when i was thinking of those two songs not necessarily that they're the same to me but I think that their meaning is pretty similar. And I thought, well, what better way to, you know, do that is is to combine both. And I enjoy them very, very much. And I'm just, the only sad thing about it is I never got to experience them in the park. Although I guess you could count the ending portion of Tomorrow's Child is still played in Epcot, just not the beginning portion with Sally, um, Sally Stevens singing it. So you know, and I got to interview her. So I emailed her the track and she really liked it. And she's, she's a singing teacher. So I told her, I said, please be completely honest with me. I really want to hear your <laughs> feedback. I said, please give it to me. You know, I don't care if it's really bad or anything. Cause I was nervous and she was like, I really, really enjoyed it. So I was like, yes, I got a, I got, a, I got a yes from the original singer. So <laughs> and that is not an easy song to sing. There are no. some very abrupt changes in register in that guy. So it yeah. was the toughest one to record. It was the last one I recorded. And, that's, and this is officially your track number one, correct? You you led off the album with, with this track? Yeah, I thought, well, go big or go home. <laughs> if I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, hey, here we go. Let's let's go on a ride. Let's do it. And I think that's why I held it to the very last song to record. I was so nervous. I was like, there's no way I'm gonna be able to do this, but I I don't I I practiced so much and I was like it's just not going to happen and I recorded it this one day it took I think 2 hours to just get it the way I really wanted it to sound and I was really pleased with it and um and getting it to mix and sound like an 80s type of voice at several parts I love that it's
You know what we could do, Tammy? We can press that on some vinyl and then like give a, a little bit of warp to it and warble. Yes. Oh, can we? That would be great. <laughs> Gives it an extra special sound to it. So Maybe mm-hmm. maybe Howe has a digital filter where we could do that with it. <laughs> Actually, I do. Yeah, See, he does. Could, he does. Yeah, there's like vinyl reproduction filters and little hiss and filters. Pop. Yeah, we can, do, we can do all that. That would exactly. be awesome. I would totally be up for that. <laughs> So your 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 second track is is one I, I have to admit I didn't know this song but it is really cool and you kind of pulled this one out of uh I don't think a lot of people will know it but tell a little bit about where someone like me came from. Well, someone like me again. I'm a '90s baby, so I grew up watching Doug, which was originally a Nickelodeon show, and then it got <laughs> transferred to Disney Channel. And at that time, uh, Michael Eisner had asked for a musical version which was Doug Live placed at the studios from 98 to 2001, where Frozen, the the live Frozen show for the first time in forever, whatever it's called, <laughs> is, <laughs> is placed. Um, and, and formally, I think Superstar Television was there. So this big stage is there and everything. So they have a show about Doug, and he wants to ask Patty Mayonnaise on a date, and he keeps, you know, getting interrupted. And then finally at the end of the of the musical he gets to you know she says i would love to be with someone like you you know you're just so sweet but it was interesting because i interviewed a couple people who worked on the show and the doug in particular Layden, he had said he said and it was the saddest thing he's like think about it doug says he thinks that she will like someone like him not even him someone like him and I was like, that's so sad. I didn't even think of it in that way. So, and it's such a pretty song. And I really like the message of, you know, you know, there's hope. Again, this running theme of hope. Um, I, I just thought that that was a sweet song to kind of, you know, use. Because again, I could have gone and I really did want, have, want to have Hunchback in Notre Dame because I adore that show. I adored it being there at the studios. Spirit of Pocahontas that was there before it. I didn't get to see it, but I talked with the cast, saw several performances online. It's spectacular mm-hmm. too. Um, Beauty and the Beast, you know, you could go for everything like that, but I wanted to go for something unusual and something that didn't mean a lot to me as a kid. I still have my Doug Live lunchbox from the commissary, so (laughs) (laughs) it has my crowns in it from when I was really younger, so I still have that. Me, he said like me, said it and suddenly every you and Hal both have something, uh, you know, in in common with that stage because he was the very first person to take a pie in the face on that stage. So were you for yes, for Superstar? For Superstar he, Television, yeah. He was the first ever. That's a, and you didn't get it on film. I'm so sorry. No, as <laughs> no, it was on who, television. <laughs> <laughs> it's this it's this large object. Uh, yeah. Um, for the yeah, three stooges. I, Yes, that's it. That's it exactly. Oh, that's so cool! I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah. That was that was the one benefit of staying up all night waiting <laughs> waiting to get into Disney MGM on the opening day. Wow, there were there were few. That was that was a good one. Did you run into anybody, by the way? Like, because I know we're recording this on the day on twentieth 29th, 29th anniversary, are. but did you run into any celebrities that day? We saw Michael Eisner in the morning and Bob Hope, of course. Uh, but that was that was about the it during the course of it we just we ran around and did as many things as we could so oh i'm jealous that you got to be there opening day because i i adore those documentaries about the studios like they i i'm like i it's really sick how fascinated i am with them i'm like <laughs> who was in this who was in this uh who was the guy from night court that just passed away harry harry, harry, harry. 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 yeah that's yeah. and he yeah. did like a little thing with uh john ritter and I was going to interview him. I was trying to find his information for the longest time. And then I couldn't find it. I was like, oh, maybe another time. And I, I'm kicking myself because he was so brilliant in that. I thought he was so funny. <laughs> so so for, for Tammy and our listeners, um, we've got our, our podcast episode number 10. Uh, if you want to hear about how the pie in the face and them camping out uh, a little bit of a modium ad and other things that happened <laughs> on that day uh it's episode 10 called hooray for florida wood 
And also, Tammy, you'll like this one. Um, our episode 30, entitled Primetime Specials Part 1, uh, we went through the Magic Kingdom Epcot grand opening, but we also talked about the Disney MGM Studios grand we opening, did. the one you're talking about with John Ritter and we, Harry Anderson. We, so. we give oh, a blow-by-blow blow of that, of that, uh, of that <laughs> yeah. special, so... Yeah, but we've gotten far afield of the Tomorrow's Child New Horizons mashup. <laughs> That's right. Your album. So let's get back to the album. Let's get back. Let's let's take a little uh, walk over to uh, uh, to to Frontierland, where uh, you met up with uh, with some bears. actually had interviewed the original lyricist and songwriter George Wilkins and he's in his 80s now and he's so sharp and so brilliant and he still records and composes music so you you would know him from the background music that's still at the Living with the Land attraction he did food rocks he did other things too I can't list everything but anyway I had gotten in touch with him and I said hey they're allowing me to cover your song what do you think and he sent me his ideas which I I, I had not asked for that I just said is that alright if I do it I just wanted his blessing but he instead of just giving me his blessing he gave me his blessing and he gave me his own like um, composition like a kind of mashup of the song with two additional lyr- verses he wrote oh, wow. just oh for my the gosh song. i know and disney said i couldn't use them oh no so george and i were like so you know but we used his um setup for the song and we had to change it a little bit because we couldn't have this two verses because we didn't want it it was originally like a one minute song so how do you make it two minutes and 30 seconds without dragging it (laughs) and repeating the same thing so we had that little section that break for byron to just go ahead and fiddle because he was on the original soundtracks all three i believe for for the three different country bear shows the christmas the summer hoedown one and the original so he got to reprise his reprise his role basically in another state i think he is in kentucky i believe Mm -hmm. (laughs) so he was so gracious he actually got it i emailed him the the music the original music and he got it done within a day and sent it back and it was just unbelievable when we heard it we were like what in the world so that was like (laughs) a really fun song to record (laughs) and you've you've released a music video of this one yes did you notice anybody in it brian was there anybody you knew in it or besides me of course i knew some people in it but (laughs) my dad's in it and my sister my sister's in it. So um, Brian would know because my dad, you know, with all the pinball machines, he's such a big fan of him. So, um, but yeah, I had a couple friends. We went to the recording studio. We recorded their parts because I had already recorded my, my, my vocals and they recorded their stuff and we filmed a fun little dance. It took us a long time to learn, but we had so much fun with it. And um, the reason we're inside instead of outdoors is it was 28 degrees <laughs> outside when we recorded it. So, so, so are you are you going to record the great indoors or the bad indoors? <laughs> or we have another one coming. <laughs> I would love to do that. It was really, you know, it was the best though because we did 25 takes of just dancing the song because we wanted all these angles. And when we were so sweaty and took a break. We we just ran outside and it felt great. We were like, yes. So it was, it was perfect. It was perfect that we did it that way. Otherwise we would have been like, ah. <laughs> so that was a really fun song to record. I had a great time with that one. After Robert Sherman died, uh, his son released uh, the fourth verse of it's a small world that he wrote or third verse, I guess uh, of it's a small world that they wrote as a proposed lyric in, uh, blah, blah, blah. I guess it was 64 it opened, right? So uh, he did it in 2004 and uh, Richard Sherman didn't like the lyric. So they, you know, basically it got scrapped, but they were thinking for the, was it the 40th anniversary, I guess then yeah, 2004, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 40th anniversary. They were looking at releasing a, a third verse of the song and having it recorded and everything. 
And uh, so after Robert Sherman died, his son posted it on Facebook. Here's my dad's third verse that got rejected. <laughs> I share it on Twitter every couple of years. I have it uh, captured somewhere. I, rem I mean, off the top of my head, I remember it's a world of wonder. It's a world of mirth or something. And if something done, there'll be peace on earth. And da 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 And we're a small world after. And uh, they didn't like the, I don't remember what it was, but they, they, they they just didn't like it so mm. but but robert sherman wrote it and i think richard sherman thought it was too serious like for the for the lighthearted message of the rest of the song mm -hmm. uh he thought it was too maudlin i think and maybe so he they... was right i don't i don't yeah. see i i leave it to the professionals i don't <laughs> i'm like i'm not going to change any lyrics maybe my own songwriting and my own songs but you know i think what everybody else you know, it's it's hard to write a song. It's hard to write something that res resonates with people. So there it know. is. I got it for you. It's a world of wonder. It's a world of worth. And in years to come, we'll know peace on earth. We will open our eyes and we'll all realize it's a small world after all. That's not bad. And that was actually on the uh, Disney Parks website. Uh, they huh. did that. Wow. When, when Robert Sh when Robbie Sherman released Robert Sherman's book Moose, which I have a copy of somewhere. Uh, it he, they had put it in the book, and so they promoting huh. it. They put it on there. So. That's awesome, Brian. Why didn't you not sing on my album? How dare because you? Because <laughs> you had the uh, rehearsal the same night as a hockey game. So womp womp. It's okay. Well, next one, right? Uh, you and I can do a duet on the next one. There we go. We'll have to figure something out. See, that's why I said. That's, that's why I said, Tammy, we're just going to do them a little forty-fives with one side. That's it. And there just, you go, and just release yeah. them. I have <laughs> the guy right. to compress them, so it's... yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're out in the great outdoors. It's time to go to the great indoors to the theater, of the American Theater over in Epcot. And in there, there's a specific song. Everybody's thinking golden dream here but uh tammy you you got uh alibi olmo to come i back. was thinking brother can you spare a dime, Is it <laughs> brother, can you spare a dime? <laughs> that was on the that was on the short list i w i really wanted to do a medley of all the songs from that attraction but there are quite a few yeah wasn't gonna work because then and, that would have been a lot of licensing <laughs> i know i know from listening to tammy's podcast that she absolutely loves the american adventure Two girls waiting by the railroad track Two girls waiting by the railroad track For their darlings to come back One wore blue and one wore black One wore blue and one wore black Waiting by the railroad track I think I know it by heart. It's kind of sad. <laughs> I have the entire soundtrack on my iPhone, so I could do a good Susan B. Anthony, um, but I don't know. I, I, I get so embarrassed because I'm and, like, and I'm so corny. <laughs> wait, you also interviewed the voice of Susan B. Anthony, didn't you? I was texting her the other day, Trish. I was like, hey, I thought I found footage of her recording her session, her voiceover session. I was like, hey, is this you? And she's like, no, it's not. And I went, darn, I, I felt so bad for her because she recorded the same day Mark Twain recorded. And um, and so we, I was trying to find something for her, but she, she, you know, it wasn't her. But, you know, she, she listened to the song and she actually really liked it, too. So I was All like, right. good, yay. <laughs> so, so what did you pick from The American Adventure? I picked um, two brothers. Um, my My dad and I have this love for that song that just goes beyond and we thought it's such a beautiful piece it's not technically a disney song it's an irving gordon song and but disney leased it of course you know and well not leased it excuse me disney licensed the song for the attraction and also for great moments with mr lincoln which we were surprised to hear when we went over to california in 2013 and heard it there but um that song has been you know they've been licensing it since 82 and ali recorded it i think she said when she was 26 and 35 years later she said i'll do it with you again i'll sing it again and she recorded it in california i recorded well she recorded the guitar part and her singing 
in California. I recorded my portion here in Philly, and uh, and it was just like that was the first song I heard of the first mix for, and I was like, oh my lord. <laughs> She's talking about Ali Olmo, who was the original artist on the original song "Heard in the Attraction." Did mm-hmm. she also play the guitar on that? Mm-hmm. That was her. Oh my god! Wow, I didn't. She's that. really talented. I holy cow. She, so she, at our next Epcot event, when she brings her guitar, you need and to we have bring her you there. down there, you and the two of you get up there and do a duet of the song, uh, we can all die happy. It would, I, it would be a dream of mine because originally we were going to shoot a music video. Um, I know some individuals who are Civil War reenactors, and we have a location here in Philly that uh, there were a couple battles fought, and we were going to do this whole really beautiful music video, but alas, fundings were low, and so it didn't happen. Um, but it was it was just th- to get the song completed and work with Allie because we had to FaceTime a lot <laughs> just to be like, okay, we like this, we like this, we want to change it a little bit because, again, we're adding a verse that was removed from the original attraction because it made no mm. sense because it was told through a mother's perspective. But that additional verse is told through the lover's perspective. So adding that... Because she, she, Allie didn't even know <laughs> that there was another verse. Um, so we just worked together on figuring out where our breaks should be, who should sing what. You know, it was it was really it was such a joy to work with her. And she's done other things for Disney. You've probably heard she did the uh, lead theme song to the Lilo and Stitch TV series, Aloha Ikomomai. And oh, wow. which is a beautiful theme. Um, still ho- heard a lot in Tokyo um, because I think Stitch is in the Tiki room there. So she she has all of this Stitch memorabilia, which is awesome. I've seen it in her house. And um, she's just amazingly talented. So, um, you know, and, and she used to perform. I think she, she used to perform at Disney World when she was younger, too. So... You know, just a talented person, and I hope I get to meet her. So that would and, be great. Uh, I think she would totally be on board to perform at Epcot. Like, when has that ever? It she, that hasn't happened. You know what I and mean? And I, I think she told you when that she still performs with like a band, right? Out like now, she still does she, song nights. I think she does. She still writes songs. She has this beautiful song that she has not released, but she sent it to me. I think it's called Songbird. It's beautiful her music so she writes a lot of music and she works with different various artists that's how i found her because she was doing an open mic night with a friend i contacted the friend and he contacted her and she contacted me and boom there we go that's how we got the interview and as far as we i I think she said when you interviewed like no one has ever interviewed her about her disney recordings before (laughs) no one and i was like what she said, yeah, nobody's talked to me about it. And I said, I, I feel, I said, I feel awful because millions upon millions of people have heard your voice. And she's like, yeah, I'm recognized. I said, are you kidding me? She's like, no, I am really recognized for it. And I went, that's unbelievable. So it's such an honor. That's the most popular track, I believe, on the album thus far from what I've heard from people. So I'm glad people are liking it. Allie is too. <laughs> So the the next one, uh, taking us over to Animal Kingdom, actually, um, we set you up with the drummer on this one. Yes. Oh, can I just say? Yeah, tell the story. Listeners, (laughs) I am so lucky that I know these lads because they were the greatest people in the world to introduce me to Mike and uh, Mike from Delta Ray. And um, I don't like Mike and I both agreed this shouldn't have been able to have happened like occurred because it happened so quickly. I called him Monday. He was said he was interested that day. Tuesday, he recorded it. And Tuesday night, he sent it over. So boom, it was like boom, boom, boom. And this was like right before we had to submit everything for approval before it went so, out to iTunes and Amazon. So did you have a did you have a drum track at that point? Did he Correct. Or, yes. And so he just redid it with his own But he didn't hear he didn't really hear my version. He um he, he I sent him the um the actual song um the the sheet music. So yep. he was basing it off of that, but then we had sent him the track without the drum track. So he gotcha. wasn't even copying that. 
he was doing his own thing. So He's when you that hear that, that's cool. him doing his own All thing. Right. I said, have fun with it. So, you know, and he, he really did. It was so much fun. I was like, oh, it was so much fun. <laughs> Some other world far beyond this place. It was literally a Twitter request. Like she just yeah. threw it out there. Does anybody know a drummer? And I'm like, we 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 know a we got drummer. someone. That guy's guy. not bad. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's in a band, you know. Is he that well, this, good? I, this is what happens when you work with actual professionals. <laughs> That's the amazing thing. I know. Like, I was so lucky. I, I think, and it, he was so gracious and very kind. So I'm I'm very lucky he's on the album. So Mike, if you're listening, thank you. I appreciate it. We're gonna have to beat you sometime. I owe you a cheesesteak. And a big hug. So, <laughs> you know, you know, you know what? He's listening in the back of the van somewhere between two cities. He's got his fist pump up in the air, and the rest of the band is looking at him like, What the heck are he you is, doing? He is actually playing at the Grand Old Opry tonight. Oh, look at that. Jealous. Look at that. How about that? So, you guys have probably, or if you listen to us, you've probably heard uh, Mike McGee on our, our podcast before. Um, we, we interviewed him. He's the drummer for Delta Ray. So, definitely give them a listen. And uh, if he's in town, Go uh, try to try to find a local show. They play a lot of venues and they're constantly on the road, but they got some great gigantic songs. Disney fan, gigantic yeah, Disney World fan. fan. And uh, they play Epcot's uh, what are they party for the senses they've done or what, what's they the, played, the uh, fall? They the played food, food and wine last food year. Wine, yeah, food yeah. and wine. Yeah. Really? Oh, I'm yeah, so they had, they, jealous. They've done it twice. They've played yeah. America Gardens Theater twice. So oh, yeah, they did. What is this? They had two, two nights last uh, last year. So. And uh, Mike tells the time the first time that they did it, they got to watch illuminations from the top of the American Gardens Theater. There's a there's a lookout tower in there, oh. so to speak. May, wait, wait, maybe what next... theater? What theater did you say? Yeah, the what is it called? The American Gardens Theater. The wait, one do you right mean outside. the magical world of Barbie theater? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah! don't spoil it, Cammy. We haven't done the failure episode yet. How dare like, you? That's if not you a failure. Do it. Those I need to be on it to defend Tammy. it, okay? Because I really do love that show. I know y'all <laughs> hate it, but I you need to have somebody to defend it at least. Oh my All goodness. Right. All right. So my question is, was Barbie's World on your short list then to sing? <laughs> well, I don't think I could have. It actually was not because I don't think any of the soundtrack was released. That's the only problem. So ah, okay. I don't I don't think I don't think I could have, but I will, you know, I'll still sing Barbie Touch until this very day. <laughs> there were some earworms it. there. That's for yep. sure. Well, yep. it's interesting you said the fireworks uh, trivia bit because um, Beth McShane, who played Barbie, said the best place to view the fireworks is on top of the theater. And they yep. would do that almost every day. So I was like, so jealous. Although not really because <laughs> I don't like fireworks. But I was like, oh, my gosh, so cool. <laughs> so that's cool. <laughs> And then, so the next two tracks, Tammy, these are ones that were released during celebrations. As many people know, over the years, Disney has coined a phrase or a uh, um, or an event that generally lasts anywhere from 12 to 24 months, so to speak. Uh, we had the 15th anniversary celebration, 25th anniversary. But uh, you, uh, you picked two of them here um, from two different time frames. And... Uh, Recorded both of those. So tell a little bit about the the source wait, wait, of these. Wait, wait, wait. You're, you're underselling this, Todd. She picked the very best one. <laughs> the one with the castle cake. <laughs> My favorite. You know, it's really know the... interesting you mentioned the castle cake because I, I officially found a photo from our first trip in 98 right before they took the castle cake down because I thought I never saw it. I did see it as a kid. It was there. I don't remember it, but I was there for the cake. So I, I got to tell you, I was there in January of 98 to see it the last month it was there. So we may have been there at the same time. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. That would have been quite interesting. <laughs> We're going to have to start looking in the background of our photos. I know. So if that was the trip I saw. I met Dreamfinder. And oh, you got to meet Dreamfinder. That's great. That's I'm, he was only he was only there like another year or so. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's right. I, it's kind of crazy how it all. I it was interesting because I had not looked through these photo albums, and I went, "Whoa!" I actually did meet Dreamfinder. I wish my dad. But see that that trip was the only trip he did not bring the camera. 
the like the video camera. Video camera. Yeah. So I went womp womp, <laughs> but then he did from there on out because they had so, we had so much fun. So he was like, I gotta yeah. bring a camera Ta- now. So he- Tammy's childhood was uh, chronicled on video, uh, <laughs> like like documented. There were just like hundred. Anybody who does her life story in fifty years is gonna have just like hundreds of hours of footage to oh my god yes it's so and i am like not to be you know so self-centered or egotistic but i think i was a cute little kid i was adorable (laughs) i was really tiny and i got to do whatever i want like not like in a ridiculous way but like i just liked exploring so that was a lot of fun so i have like little videos on my page you'll probably see them because I was like, I'll post these before the album comes out. So you kind of get an understanding why I'm doing it. So <laughs> that was really fun, too. But, yeah, I cool. did. I, I wanted to focus first on the Millennium Celebration. Woohoo! I like it. Um, uh, <laughs> and so the one song, Celebrate the Future Hand in Hand. We'll celebrate the future. to be able to hear it at the fountain i believe at epcot i don't think it's there anymore but it would it played a uh, you know earlier around the millennium celebration but anyways i tammy we don't even consider what's there a fountain the real fountain is not there that's correct. not a fountain correct. that's just I'm a sorry. pile of rock and water yes correct <laughs> correct yes that's right um but yeah i i think um i really like this song and i had heard you know um just like a duet version of it but then i found the gospel version of it and i went oh i know who i'm gonna call because i know who (laughs) is gonna make this song rock and i called sound of sounds of blackness because i loved them for their john henry um you know interpretation of the music from that you know animated cartoon which came around the same time as the millennium celebration Oddly enough, so I called Gary, who leads the group, and I said, hey, you guys available? And he said, yeah, we're in. So we mixed it together. They recorded it in Minnesota mm-hmm. and sent it over, and that's what you hear. It's it's a joy to even listen to. When I heard it, I was like, oh. And, and you'll hear Polly, the singer who sang as Polly in John Henry Carey, is in the um, in the group of singers that you will hear in the soundtrack. So, Whoa. which is cool. awesome. <laughs> that, that is really cool. That short really is tremendous. I don't know. It, I rarely hear people talk about it, but it is so good. It's the best one. I think if I'm going to boldly say, I think it is probably the best Disney short ever. But that's just me. I, I, it's it's very beautifully made, and I'm lucky I got to interview them about it and Mark Hen. So I, I was just lucky to even talk to them about that. I think they they didn't get a lot of recognition for it. I feel so bad. So you know, it's kind of always pushed to the side. But hey, you know, it's it's Walt Disney's first African American animated character, even before Doctor Sweet in Atlantis. So. That's pretty big. That's a big deal. So it is a big deal. You know? <laughs> so then even being on the album was such a big deal for me because I am in awe of their talent. So I've always wanted to perform with them. Again, I was going to do a music video with them. Funds, you know, kinda cut that project out of the way, but you know, I hope they're I hope we get to meet at some point. You know, when they come back to New York or Philly. Um, I want to, I really want to meet them and get to sing with them. It would be an honor. (laughs) (laughs) So then we come to the 25th anniversary. As Brian pointed out, the best song to to feature with a cake is Remember the Magic. And, uh, this, this song has had, I believe there's two versions of this song that, that there was, there was one for the parade. And I think Mm -hmm. then there was one that was actually, um, released if if i'm correct that that somebody else did a cover of that yes i think it was bride mcknight and he released it for a disney weddings album so it was like this jazzy version you know slow down ballad and i thought it was beautiful and it was interesting because i what i remember of the song is the parade so i don't remember the pink you know cake castle i remember the parade (laughs) 
and really loving it. Like I could, again, I could recite that whole thing. I know the Aladdin track. I know the Beauty and the Beast track. I know the Little Mermaid. I know it all. So anyway, but I, I, I had not heard the jazz version until probably two years ago. And I really loved it. And I thought, oh, cool. I'll, I'll you know, I'll give it a shot and cover it. And um, a friend of ours um, Don Lewitzi, who was on the original American Adventure soundtrack with the Philadelphia Orchestra, he still performs with them. Um, he recorded the guitar portion for the song, and that's what you hear, you know, a collaboration between the two of us, and it's a beautiful piece, and I kind of, in 2000, I think it was 2011, was the, was it the 40th anniversary of Disney World, right? Yeah, 2011, yes. 2011 was the 40th. I was there October 1st, and we were in front of the Magic Kingdom, and they brought all the characters up through the sides, up up through the, you know, the sides of the um, entrance to the castle. And funny enough, they started with the first parade soundtrack that they had there in 71 and gradually came to you know the coming years and played all the other music and then 95 hit and they played the parade music and I kind of like had this out of body experience where I went (laughs) oh my god I'm hearing it again in the park and it's just like I started sobbing because I was like oh my god like I'm hearing it again probably the only other time I'll ever hear it again in the park and I just thought oh I just I really do love that parade and I miss it so much so I thought you know what it's 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 really nice to you know start the album with a lot of hope a lot of excitement a lot of memories and then say let's just remember this as something that's magical and whatever you have taken you know you've gotten from the album itself whether it be happiness tears memories you know take that with you and, and included it include it with the magic that you know you always bring with you to the parks so i thought it was the perfect one to kind of like end the album I love how that one turned out as well. So it's a it's a really nice closer, closer piece, at least, in my opinion. You know, you could go full on out, you know what I mean? Like, I would, I, I think I did that with the beginning, and I think that that was suited for the album. But I think it was a nice, mellow ending to go with for the yep. this particular album. <laughs> it, definitely, it definitely works there in, in that place. So we want to make sure that listeners know where to find uh, your album. I know you've got it on iTunes. You've got it out uh, on Amazon Music. In fact, I think if you're, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I see here, if you're an Amazon Unlimited uh, subscriber, you can just say, hey, Alexa, play me Tammy Tucky. You'll find me on Main Street. And she should whip that album right up for you. She does. Uh, Somebody yeah, sent yeah, me a you've... video of it. I went, oh my Oh, that's gosh, awesome. Look at so that. cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, um, where, <laughs> where else can, can people download the album? Are there other locations that they can receive it? Well, I think you can you can hear it basically anywhere: YouTube Music, Spotify, um, mm-hmm. CD Baby. But if you want to download it in particular, please feel free to do so. That would be great. Um, any reviews you want to leave on Amazon or iTunes, it's you'll find me on Main Street, and it's a picture of me with a purple blue background, and I'm walking down Main Street itself. And you know, seven songs. It took a year to make. Um, I had, I had a a great amount of help from so many people who worked on the album and also donated to the GoFundMe campaign I had, campaign, and so I was very lucky to even be able to complete this album. So, um, it worked out really nice. So what we're going to do for you, Tammy, we're going to buy two copies of the album here and we want to give it away to some of the listeners. So we want to give it away to some... Twitter fans and Facebook fans. So here's what you need to do. If you're following us on Twitter, uh, you need to send us a tweet at RetroWDW and also to Tammy, which is yours is at... Tammy Tucky. T-U-C-K-E-Y. <laughs> right. So at RetroWDW and at Tammy Tucky, T-U-C-K-E-Y. 
uh, include us and just say that, you know, entry for You'll Find Me on Main Street album. And uh, we will take the uh, everything, everybody that tweets out, we'll pick a random winner and get you a copy of the album to download. So, and uh, if you're on Facebook, uh, on there, send us a message directly to Retro WDW and uh, with your with your name, and uh, we will also enter you as well. And we'll, so we'll pick a winner from Facebook, and we'll pick a winner from Twitter, and uh, send two copies out to those winners so that they can take a listen and, to all. Seven and we'll tracks. actually set a deadline for this one. Yeah, we probably should. So let's see. <laughs> so here. it's not going on in perpetuity. <laughs> <laughs> The Retro WDW podcast has closed its doors as a result of giving away 10,000 albums. Um, <laughs> let's see. We're going to, this is the first. We'll probably edit release around the, we'll probably release early next week, Tammy, probably like around the 7th or 8th. Sure. Yeah, whatever so you want to. Why don't we give them, t- what do you guys say, two weeks to the 22nd? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So all entries, if you're going to enter this, uh, all messages and, and tweets via Facebook and, and on Twitter should be sent to, uh, by May twenty second, two thousand eighteen, we'll pick a winner, uh, winners, and let them know after that. So, uh, and uh, if you can't wait, just go download it for the uh, for the seven dollars or six dollars and ninety three cents on Amazon. You're going to get seven awesome songs and uh, be a, a great addition to your Disney music collection. And I love to hear feedback. So if anybody has any notes, you know, I'm always looking to grow. I do think the album turned out just fine. But, you know, I love hearing, you know, you know, especially criticism. I kind of I I love actually hearing it because I love getting better and doing better and improving. And who knows what will happen? Maybe another album. I don't think so at this point, but I'd like to know what what you guys liked, maybe what songs you thought I should have covered. You know, I, I love hearing from people. So you're more than welcome to send me a tweet or Instagram me or Facebook me. I'm all over the place. So... <laughs> I, we just I think a lot of people are going to want to have you give your input on the graces or braces uh, uh, <laughs> issue we had <laughs> with the uh, energy you make the world go around. You know, I really wanted to do that song. I, I, <laughs> I really wanted to have that one in there. I, I And it was so tough because I wanted to have the Canada song. Oh, yeah, there were so many things. And I just thought, oh, I should have just done an Epcot album. But I really, I really do love all four parks, so I had to do something like that. But I, that was on the short list. I gotta say, it was so tough to narrow narrow it down from thirty to twelve to seven. So, yeah. and that twelve was not supposed to be seven. So, you know, kind of had to go with what I had. So. I think if we ever release an album, how you know, I think we'll kind of, uh, you, you can find me in. A centorium, I believe. Is <laughs> second floor. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, Tammy, it's been great having you on. Um, and again, everybody out there, take a look and find Tammy on, on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, just look up. You'll find me on Main Street. Find her album. You can find uh, out about her album. You should also uh, tune into her podcast. Uh, oh, yeah. Tammy, you want to plug your podcast? Sure. If you haven't had enough of hearing my horrible voice, um, my podcast <laughs> is the Tierra Talk Show. Um, I interview, you know, individuals I feel like have not been interviewed or have never been interviewed who've worked for Disney and some cast members too. I think I'm the only podcast that's had a major feature on cast member corner just you know to feature those individuals who performed and that type of thing so um you could check that out at the tiara talk and, and uh yeah and for There's retro that. fans she's got some great guests on there you just did one with um uh, the, the designer of spaceship earth right yeah the 94 update larry update. and yeah. that was a hard one to get with him but my gosh, he had that. That's like a play by play. He was, you know, running with it. And I let him run because I was learning things I hadn't known before about my favorite version of that attraction, the Jeremy Irons. So he, that was a great conversation. And that's on the front page. So, Tammy, before you go, there is a, there is a side business you're engaged in that could be of some help to our listeners. So I want to ask you to plug that as well before we wrap up. Oh, sure. Well, I also, as a side gig, I love transferring home videos. I found it to be so beneficial to my family because we had footage of my grandfather that I never got to meet. And so I got to meet him through these videos and I thought, well, hey, 
I finished transferring all of our footage. If I can help anybody else out because tapes are beautiful, tapes are kind, but they're not going to last us. So um, I transfer 8mm VHS, VHSC, um, also mini DV and also DVDs. So whatever you would like transferred, let me know. You can shoot me an email on my website at www.tammytucky.com. Click the contact button and uh, you can let me know if you need anything transferred. And not only do I transfer it, I sit down and I actually transfer, transfer it right along with the computer. I sit with it unlike other people walk away. And I also get you an online digital library copy. So God forbid something happens to the DVD, you have a digital library that you can access at any time with internet access. So there you just, go. just a clarification for everybody. It's eight millimeter video she does. Yes. Correct. I don't if you do want reels. eight millimeter film, you call us. We'll take yes. that one. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's right. They they know how to do that. I can't. I'm not that great. So, so she'll she'll take any of your videos except for beta or three quarter inch umatic. And if you have enough of those, she might buy one of those machines. That's yes. It. <laughs> if it's, a, it's if it's worth the investment, not yet, but I would love to. I love learning new ways of transferring i love it it's fun <laughs> it is a lot of fun i've done my share of them over the years so doing god's work there yes well so. you know who else is gonna do it <laughs> yep exactly well tammy thank you very much for joining us once again our first repeat guest so uh again congrats congratulations on on the uh on the album it sounds awesome um and uh we're looking forward to maybe part two uh you'll you'll find me in Frontierland, or you'll find me in fantasy land no no you'll find me in barbie's world oh barbie's my world there's no limitations i guess that's the song we're gonna leave you with tonight folks <laughs> sorry it's not on the album it's not on the album but we'll take a listen anyway. it might have so. to be the outro song absolutely <laughs> i think <laughs> all right. Well, to all of our listeners, thanks again for tuning in and appreciate your feedback. If you can give us a review and shout out on iTunes if possible, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back uh, in a couple weeks with our promised episode on the Swan Boats and Skyway in Fantasyland slash Tomorrowland. Uh, so we'll see you back in a few weeks for that. Until then, Brian, take us out. Follow Todd McCartney and Retro WDW on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Retro WDW. For all things Retro Disney World, including exclusive merchandise, visit us on the web at RetroWDW.com. On Twitter, follow our web designer, Jason Bartell of Deepwater Studios, at JasonDWS. Our announcer, Andre Gardner, at Andre Gardner. And follow our hosts, Hal Bowers, on Twitter and Instagram, at GoAwayGreen. And on the web, at KingdomOfMemories.com. For JT Couser on Twitter, at LS1JT on YouTube at Rubber City Motoring, and on the web at RubberCityMotoring.com. And you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Brian P. Miles. Ta-ta! <laughs>